Coming to you from 8122 Production Studios in the heart of the 607, this is Horror Zone 607. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And remember, you can always join the conversation using hashtag HZ607. Welcome to Horror Zone 607, the podcast where we talk all things horror and bring you the week's biggest horror movie news. I'm your host, Mike C., and boy, do we have a big week in store for you guys this week. We have got all kinds of things to talk about, ton of news, some great interviews. Uh, this past week, uh, the guys and I actually went to, as we've been plugging all along for months here, uh, the uh, Sci-Fi Horror Fest uh, in Oneonta, New York. Uh, we got some great interviews with the celebrities that were there. But before we get to any of that, we've got some important people that we've got to introduce you to this week. Of course, with me as always is the man who always has his pudding, even if he doesn't eat his meat. Please say hello to Rich. That's right. Dessert before food. That's the way to go. I mean, I, I, I assume the president of this country would agree with me. Yeah. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. Well, but Pink I'm Floyd was so. wrong. Pink Floyd was wrong. Of course. Of course. And, uh, and so are, You're proof of that. And, 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 and unfortunately, I'm going to tell the kids to listen and possibly this. Your parents are wrong, too. Yes. Go ahead are. and eat. You go ahead and eat dessert first. Why not? I do it all the time. That's the best part about being an adult. If you ever want to know what the best part about being an adult and living on your own is, you can eat dessert before you eat Sometimes dinner. I'll eat ice cream and then I'll have like a steak dinner. That's right. You got to just, you got to buck the system. Best part about being an adult. <laughs> Why don't you just eat the ice cream and say, screw the steak dinner? Ah, so I've done that. Even, <laughs> I've done that. Even better. Well, you know, that, that you know brings us right to the next thing. We, we actually have another great friend back in the studio this week. He's not always here, and it's always a great pleasure to have him in the studio. Everybody say hello to Ron. What's happening? All right, so what did you guys think of Sci-Fi Horror Fest? What a good time, right? Lots of fun. We had a, a mount, a amazing amounts of good stories. Uh, I, I felt like uh, for, for us, it was a good time. It was successful. We didn't die in the cabin in the woods, so we survived Almost. there. Derek gonna, swears that gonna, there was somebody walking around. I got to point this out. I'm <laughs> going gonna, gonna to repeat a joke, but I don't care. Uh, we kicked the hell out of those hillbilly zombies' asses. That's right. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you've seen Cabin in the Woods, then you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Uh, but uh, that means that I guess that means I'm greater than uh, than Chris Hemsworth. Oh, absolutely! I am greater than Thor because he did not survive. Captain no, no, he I rode did. his motorcycle right into I a grid. Did yep. right into the wall. So I'm greater than Thor. Just throwing it out there. Anyways, I would trust uh, you more. We had a good we had a good time. Uh, we've we've been talking. We were talking about it on the three fat nerds. Uh, we had a great time. Uh, lots of lots of fond memories. I I, I loved our free breakfast at the uh, Hampton Inn. Oh, that was when fun. we arrived. Uh, then of course uh, we had to spend some time with Courtney Gaines at the Baseball Hall of Fame. Yeah, we did. And then uh, we got to. Uh, also How many people can say that they took Courtney Gaines to the Baseball Hall of Fame? Just two of us in this room, because that's the only time he's ever been there. Yeah. And I don't know if he'll ever be back, because $25 a ticket is a steep price, folks. And how many people could say that Courtney Gaines bought them Chinese food? Ron! Yeah, Ron. Ron. I can. Yeah. Ron <laughs> free Chinese food. I got Chinese food from Courtney Gaines. Yeah, so we took Courtney out. He wanted some Chinese food, and uh, I was asked to bring him up there, and Ron happened to just be, you know, walking with us at that time. I was like, you want to go? He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Chinese food, absolutely. Sure, let's go. And uh, I, I chose to get a delicious ice-cold water. 
But, uh, but you got some food, and he bought you dinner. He bought he, you Chinese food. It's been the running that. joke for it's about not, a week now. Well, going, that's not a week. But well, since the weekend, and it's going to be a weekend. It's going to go I on mean, my tombstone. I was gonna Absolutely, say, <laughs> you already said that. We've, we've come up with this. It's going to be. It's going to be here lies the devoted uh, Godfather and friend, and uh, one time Courtney Gaines bought him Chinese food. Absolutely. <laughs> I like Anyways, it. Uh, but uh, no, uh, the other things, uh, because, oh, of course, there's other things. Of course, you're going to hear from Courtney Gaines because that's one of the interviews. Absolutely. That's actually the one that's loaded up first. So you guys will hear that first. But uh, we also got to meet Jill Jill Whitlow, which you'll hear that interview later. She was a sweetheart of a human Oh, she being. was amazing. Uh, so fun. And her manager was a lot of fun, too. So hopefully he's listening because I did invite him on the show. Yeah. And he, he kind of was like, well, I'm not a celebrity. I'm like, you can still come on and talk about horror. Love so, to have yeah. you on the show, man. Just come on and talk about he horror. He was a cool guy. Yeah, I liked him a lot. Uh, what else did we have there? I mean, well, uh, we had uh, one of, of the nicest people that I have met that celebrity wise, maybe the nicest celebrity of them all, Dustin Perry from Ghost Hunters. Once again, and that's Ghost another Hunters interview you'll hear later in this episode. Absolutely. Yeah. Because uh, we got he an was interview right with next him. to us. He was, he was awesome. He's a great guy. Got to talk to him all weekend. Uh, I can also report that Mike would not go near the exorcist. Nope. <laughs> nope. Thank <laughs> God he was on the other side he of said, the building. He said he, wanted, he didn't want to touch him, nothing, because he was scared something would rub off on him. Yep. He was actually in the auditorium when I walked in at one point. I turned right around and walk back out <laughs> true story oh man there's a bunch of there's a whole great, bunch of great stuff shout outs to uh both me and ron got our hair cut by sweeney todd yes we did, did. has we, it grown that, back yet that's no it's, but you know what the, the cool part is is that that's that's become a tradition we had it done last year we had it done this year so i think that's just our tradition for the con uh also you know uh freestyles confections was there giving them sweet sweet uh uh Treats out. Those were good. Yeah, they gave away cookies at the end that they had left over. Mm-hmm. My God. Well, so good. Trust Whew. me. They, they, I was I was a little upset if you're listening to this that you did not have the raspberry bars this year. No. A little, little, just a little upset about that. Or the apple pies. I didn't see those either. They had apple crumb. Oh, that apple. Uh, wait, 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 was that good, good too? Oh, it was I'll tell you good. what, the cookie I didn't try was good that. enough for me. And they also didn't. Uh, so, uh, but everything I tried from them was great. Don't get me wrong. So I'm not complaining, guys. Don't think that, that you're on. A, you're still our MVP. I just there was some things that uh, you had the first year that I was missing. Is that raspberry? <laughs> bar was a treat the first year yeah. also len oddity man he was oh, tearing the man. house down he was commanding the audiences that guy with had his side show. audience yeah jeez we, we even paid for mike to spin the wheel and staple something on him unfortunately yeah, mike's i felt squeamish luck, about that mike's bad luck just got him the arm for five dollars he yeah. overpaid for the arm i didn't pay for anything derek did it right but derek overpaid derek overpaid because the, <laughs> yeah, the arm only usually cost a dollar yeah that's exactly what len said to me he goes you just overpaid i was like i didn't pay a thing so <laughs> you know, we were hoping that you would land on scrotum that wouldn't was, have happened. I just wouldn't have I been was, able to do it. I, I would have given the staple gun to somebody else. I was, there was in for no it. way. I was waiting for it. Or, or no dealer's way. choice. Dealer's choice is always a good one. You know, <laughs> it, it was not in the cards that night. Spin Mike's the wheel, was make the deal. That's right. The gauntlet, gauntlet fist match. That would have been great. Coal miner's glove. Coal miner's glove. That's the one. Coal miner's glove. That's what podcast. I was going for. We did a good podcast panel. You know. It yeah. Fun. It was fun. We had a makeshift horror panel just because you know things. We won't go into that. Yeah. But it was makeshift. It was a lot of fun. We got to hang out, you know, with a lot of people. So yeah, the next year it's already been announced. Next year, October twenty fourth and twenty fifth in Oneonta, New York. So that's October twenty fourth and twenty fifth, twenty twenty. Sorry, yeah, because I know twenty fourth and twenty fifth isn't here. We just got done with it. It's not, <laughs> we're not going we're back. Not, we're not in a three week turnaround. So next year, the twenty fourth and twenty fifth of October twenty twenty, we will be back in Oneonta, New York, at the Oneonta Foothills Performing Arts Center for yet another Sci Fi Horror Fest. And I just want to say, I'm not giving a thing away here. But trust me, if things play out the way that they're, they're, there's rumors, there's going to be some awesome yeah, guests there. We can't talk about anything that no. the, the ink is not dried on the contract right. yet. So I'm not going to say what it is, but the rumor 
pretty cool stuff. Well, hopefully there's, that there's, we can announce over the super, next year. There's a super big rumor that I it's pretty. I mean, until the the till the inks on the contract is pretty cool. right. And that's, so we're not going to say that's something that I that I know is kind of going to happen no matter what. Yeah, that it has nothing to do with celebrities. But unfortunately, we can't go into that. But. Yeah, I was going to say there's something else cool that we were talking about, and uh, that's that. You know, let's just say you want to get there next year. For those of you that didn't make it this year, and you're listening to the show, you're going to want to go. Yeah. And those of you that were there, you're going to want to go back. It's going to be an awesome show next year. Well, uh, I, I guess I, I gave the good news on Three Fat Nerds before we give it out. I guess I'll give the good news here. Uh, starting next year, I will be the event manager for Sci-Fi Horror Fest. Nice. That was a position that was offered, so I am taking it. It's going to be a good time, so hopefully we can uh, take it to the next level. i got a lot of things going on. But we, got, we still have Scarecon to come. So Yeah, we do. With that being said, though, I think we should give these guys an, an interview. Let's let's give them an interview. Yeah. And I already kind of let the cat out of the bag. We're going to go with Courtney Gaines. This is one of my favorite. Mind you, all of these interviews were great. I yeah, they all turned out really well. It's like it's like when you have children and they all turn out good, <laughs> and you don't have you don't have that one child you can just shove in the corner somewhere. You know what I'm talking about, parents. You'll understand. I I only have one kid, so he's kind of forced to be the good and the bad kid. But uh, he's a good egg. He is a good kid. And then Ron threw him out on the floor to let yeah, out. He yeah, he did. Literally, Uncle Ron threw him to the wolves, and then he paid twenty dollars for him to hit a clown with a pan. Yeah, yep. <laughs> so, that happened. So that that's and a real thing. And there's video, and there's video footage of this. And yeah. he unfortunately hits like a girl. And I'm sorry about that, Rich. You yeah. gotta step it up. Well, on. I'm sorry about that to Len Oddity because he he got hit like a girl. And <laughs> I, he did sign the pan though. My kid was excited about that. He's just too nice of a kid. I think he felt bad for, for hitting Len because you know he had met Len and knows Len. Uh, if I yeah. think you know, I think that's really what the problem because he's just too nice of a kid. But Len said, "Hit me hard." Yeah, so hit him hard. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways. But yeah. So before we get to the interview, though, I just want to say, everybody stick around. Like, again, we're going to be actually be putting three of these interviews in here, as you mentioned. So Courtney Gaines, Jill Whitlow, and Dustin Perry are all going to be on the show this week. So make sure you guys stick around and listen to all these great interviews that we have. But, you know, we are going to definitely be doing our normal stuff, too. We're going to be back giving you news and you yeah, know, playing music for you and doing all have the fun news. stuff. We got, we, we got the news and everything coming up. I do want to say, before we do this... That this interview is touches a heart in me because he makes fun of Mike C for the most part of this interview. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he certainly amazing. did. So you're going to hit to hear some inside stories that have nothing to do with horror. Nothing at all. But it's a lot. It of was fun. our own horror. I, I was going to say in this interview with 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 Courtney Gaines, you will hear some about the Baseball Hall of Fame. You will hear some about driving. You will hear some about uh, just things we were doing. And then, of course, you will also hear about Candy Corn, the new movie yes. he's got out now. So go ahead and look that up on VOD. Uh, it looks like a, I haven't watched it yet, but I cannot wait to see it. Uh, and with that being said, here's our Horror Zone 607 interview with the great, the wonderful, and the very funny Courtney Gaines. All right, fans, we are sitting here at Sci-Fi Horror Fest Day 2, and uh, we have a very special guest. Who's that? Uh, of course, he just he just started. It's Courtney Gaines from Children of the Corn. Courtney Gaines! From Children of the Corn. Wow. Actually, he's returning to the show. This is the second appearance by him. I feel I feel blessed. That's right. The first one was horrible, so I thought I'd try to get this one right. <laughs> I don't know. The first uh, the first one I have fond, fond memories of. Well, but, you know, it's good for you, I guess. Uh, but you know what? We'll, we'll, instead of, instead <laughs> of just talking... I was going to say, <laughs> instead of just talking here, we've had a great time with, with Mr. Courtney Gaines what, all trying weekend. trying to get me killed on the way to Cooperstown? What yeah. are you talking about? <laughs> yes, we spent yesterday morning in Cooperstown with uh, Courtney at the National Baseball Hall of Fame in Mike C., yeah, tried Mike, to kill him multiple Mike, times. Mike almost got me killed, but a truck swung into our lane and almost, a semi yeah. and almost hit our ass on the way there. Yeah, and then I almost ran over a two-year-old. That's correct. Yeah. And uh, I think her brother. 
Oh, yeah. Right. May have been three, four. I, I don't know. It's, it was close. It's been, ha- it's, me quite been ha- it's been hairy being in a car with you, Mike. It's been really hairy, <laughs> man. <laughs> and then of course, and then of course, the parents shot you a very evil look. Yeah, they didn't like me very much. No, no, they didn't no. like me. Well, they, you know, it's they, okay. they, they, you know, just like me, I've gotten to know you. I don't, I don't like you too much either. Exactly. So that's okay. exactly. <laughs> and, then, and, and then, of course, last night you guys had Chinese food. Right. You know, that was an ex- interesting. He was you know, going back to his college days, you know, <laughs> you know, thinking he was out clubbing or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> we, we did break down some Chinese food and fortune cookies and about having a farm in Nantucket. That's right. <laughs> we all want to retire at a farm in Nantucket. That's our personal goals now. Well, that's... Well, now that we got the fun stuff out of the way. Well, it's oh. still fun stuff. Trust okay. me, it's still going to be fun stuff. Oh, no. I, I, we have you here. We have to talk about your movie that is just coming out. Oh, sure. right. Uh, Candy Corn. Candy Corn. Uh, kinda, go ahead. Well, kind of interesting, right? You got me from, you know, Children of the Corn, and then you got Tony Todd from, you know, Candy Man. You combine it together, and you get Candy Corn, apparently. So That's actually a pretty um, impressive way to look at it. It's deep, man. It's deep. It is. Uh, so what is your role you play in this movie? I play Sheriff Sam Bramford. Yes, and uh, are are you are are you a are you the good sheriff or are you the asshole sheriff that we can't wait to see killed? Uh, for a change, I'm a good sheriff, right? <laughs> you would think I'd be the asshole sheriff, right? I I agree. Well, no, you know, you know, there's always that trope in horror movies. There's yes. usually that one character that everybody wants to see get killed, no matter if you're rooting oh, for the villain no, or not. Nobody wanted to see me get killed. All right, uh, I was a nice guy. So, how was it working on the movie? Uh, where did you guys shoot? Uh, we shot in Ohio twice and California twice. Uh, it, the the project ended up being done over a you know, little independent film deal over a three-year period. Uh, crowdfunding beginning, first round, and then um, got a little funding together to shoot in Ohio in the fall, and that got us enough shot then we could go after investors and get the rest of the money and finish it. So it was a bit of a long process. So uh, with everything going on, it did hit a couple snags that we heard to get created. Like, did, did that really hinder the process? It, it, it's just, you know, you'd rather just shoot it all in one shebang and get done, you know, uh, sort of having to hold on to a character for that period of time, you know, kind of you, you kind of get back into the swing again. It's just, yeah, it's just not the easiest way to go, but... Um, but I thought the movie was worth getting done, so I, yeah, I started out just as an actor and came on as a producer and helped do what I could to help get it done. So you know, it's nice to it's it's nice to you know it's not easy even making a movie, but then finding distribution is not easy yeah, either, right. especially for little independent films. So you know, Epic and Dread picked it up, and they were willing to put it out this year, which was which is for this October, which was great. So. Uh, it's out now, you know. Nice. So it's it's out in the world doing its thing. Awesome. Uh, so when we're when you're looking at uh, the, this finished product, I've see, we've seen the trailer. I can't, I can't wait to see the actual movie. Yeah. Uh, but we've seen the trailer. It's kind of got that uh, like funhouse carnival kind of like look to it. Well, it's definitely like '80s throwback all the way. It's like definitely an homage to you know '80s '80s. That's why you know there's you know me and. Tony Todd's doing a cameo on PJ uh, Souls, you know, 80s iconic actors, as it were. <laughs> and then we got Poncho Moeller, you know, from the, uh, you know, uh, Rob Zombie's uh, Three from Hell. And, and it, the vehicle was really written for Poncho. And uh, he plays his character, Dr. Death. He runs the carnival. And it's a, it's a wonderful little tour de force for him. He's, get, he's getting really good reviews, and rightly so. 
And, uh, you know, in theory, this could be a good, uh, if it does all right, it could be a good spinoff thing. He could just go town to town causing hell for, like, you know, 20 movies if he wanted, yeah. you know. That's actually a good thing nowadays, getting a franchise. Yeah, even, if, even, it, even if, if it started it, out small. If it does well enough to get to that point, yeah. uh, I, I, you know, it has it has the potential all over it. And, and his Dr. Death character, he could have a lot of fun with for a long time. So Nice. That's awesome. Right on. And uh, so are you working on anything right now or just hanging out and taking your time? Um, well, you know, this time of year is always Convention City, right? So here we are doing the rounds. Um, I just finished a movie uh, out near Atlanta called uh, Charming the Hearts of Men. That's a, a drama uh, uh, about uh, a wo- the woman who was involved in getting the... It's about It takes place in the late, late 60s about civil rights, the civil rights movement, but getting the, the 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 word woman put in the civil rights bill she was actually the catalyst to make that happen so it's kind of a cool story actually oh that's awesome yeah that's awesome uh you know uh it's always great to talk to you it's always fun to hang out with you i don't want to keep you too long because uh we have to beat down these hordes I, got of people. A, I got lines of people waiting <laughs> for me to sign up but we can talk for a little while longer like, oh, okay you know, right, like right. I, you know, i'm here all day man right. you mike, know? mike ask courtney a yeah, question mike, you come up with a question yeah, man you, you, you i mean you, yeah exactly he tried to kill me at least you can yeah. just come with a good question for christ's sake i'm afraid to say anything <laughs> or come near you at this point I, I, so. you should be <laughs> you should I'm, I'm afraid of it too Go ahead. I mean, a guy who wears a Cubs hat who's a Yankees fan. I don't get it, bro. So the Cubs are my second favorite team. Uh, Yankees won last night. Yes, they did. And you were saying they were sucking when we were getting Chinese food, but they turned it around. They turned it around and they ended up winning. That's right. So, ye Um, ye of little faith. I know. I know. What would you think of Cooperstown? It was really a cool and pleasant thing to get to go do. I was not ex- didn't realize where we were here that it was so close to Cooperstown. So it was a once in a lifetime opportunity. So it was really cool to get to go. But I gotta say, I thought you know some of the displays were just like weird. Like it was just like a, you just would have like, oh, here's a no hit, you know, no hitter ball over here. Here's a bat from some. It sometimes it just didn't make sense. Like I right. wanted, like I wanted all the no hitter balls to be in like one shrine. Cause right. Because it would have made sense. Well, to, to me in baseball, I think that is other than winning a championship is like the holy grail. Oh, like yeah. the most impossible task, right? So those those dudes should have their own shrine within the shrine, in my opinion. And they're just kind of like scattered all over. You know? Right. Like, I mean, we had the one display ahead. I think Mariano Rivera's hat from his 650-second save in there with like a bat that like Glenn Hubbard wore or used or something uh, like that. There was, right. There, it seemed at, at times like that, it seemed a little random. Yeah, yeah. there was definitely the, the Mariano hat and there was the bat from the guy who hit the first DH. He was right. the first DH I kinda, batter. I kind of get it. They were both on the Yankees. Random. I was going to say, they were, right. they were right. both on the Yankees. And then there was the one that had the uh, sticker in there. The, it had the bumper sticker about no DH on top of it. Right. Like, so it was, it was a, weird stuff. So it was a whole, like, relief pitchers and DH display, I, I was guess, I was telling somebody, I thought the, the funny part was when we went around and looked and they had the Barry Bonds helmet from the 756 home run and then the hat of the pitcher who threw it and we're like, Wow, that's that's how he got in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, but it was like, like a yeah, little display. Yeah, and it wasn't is, really yeah, why is that guy's? Yeah, exactly. It was a very little display. Uh, and then, yeah, why is the guy who get, he gave the pitch up getting there? I don't get it. But uh, and then, of course, you know, we of course talked about it a bunch. You know, of course, Pete Rose is you know not he's banned from the Hall of Fame. So they but right. they had to give him a little display because of course he's the all time home run hitter. 
All time hits. But, but it was, but it, yeah, all time hits. I'm sorry, I said home run. No, all time hits. But like, it was like such a little display. Like, like I mean, the guy deserves more than that. It was, a pair, it was a pair of cleats and a bat. Yeah, was it, it was. It was. <laughs> it was kind of lame for what the man has accomplished. Not Absolutely. to mention, they have other people in the Hall of Fame who did far worse than Pete Rose. Yeah, well, I mean, I was, all, but I guess you know, gambling—they see that as a big deal. But you know, like I said, we we talked about before. He always bet on his own team to win, so that's that's okay with me. I was gonna say, right? <laughs> exactly. It gives him incentive to win that game. Ex- Who wants to lose that money? Exactly. On top of that, we we found out from the tour guy we were briefly on the tour before we splintered off because we don't have the attention span to be on a tour. Uh, yes, of a gnat. Yes, right, yes, yes. But we we briefly <laughs> learned from the tour guy while Mike was putting more money in the parking unit because yeah, we were there for over two I hours. Up, I think I put like six more hours yeah. in there or something like that. Sixty dollars we on. Yeah, it was yeah, something like that. We were there for That's like another right. half hour. Yeah. So, yeah. so uh, basically, yeah, while we were sitting there, the guy said that there's only two people who have ever been blacklisted right. from the uh, Hall of Fame. It's Pete Rose and Shoeless Joe Jackson. So they really oh, hate gambling. Right. And both both gambling, exactly. They really so. hate gambling. Even the steroid guys aren't blacklisted. They're just no. not getting voted no, in. No, you can do drugs. Just don't spend, just don't, you know, gamble. Right. Don't gamble. Don't, don't throw a World Series. Don't gamble. Right. <laughs> exactly. And, and why, why aren't the rest of the guys that were helped throw those games the uh, – Band. Why is it only? Yeah. Why is it only Shoeless Joe Jackson? Why is that? I don't know. That's that. that we should have really put it to the tour guide. We really yes. should have asked these questions and just made them answer. That's like right. You're a representative of Cooperstown. You're a representative of the Baseball Hall of Fame. We want answers. That's right. We want answers. I still think they should have let us into the archives. You know. I think so. They didn't have the bloody sock either. Oh no, yeah, they, right. they had the shoes, but no socks. They, sock. had, they had a was, sign for it. That was that was like you know that was one of the main things I came to see was the bloody sock. They had and, a sign uh, for it, and <laughs> I, was, I was disappointed by that. I almost I almost wanted to call and pretend I was your agent and be like uh, my my client was there and he was very Courtney disappointed. Gaines he was he was came very to see the sock. He was very di- he was ve- he was very disappointed. You know I throw that kind of weight around in Cooperstown. They would have taken me down there and <laughs> absolutely throw the sock in my face. Here you go. You want a sock? Here's your sock. <laughs> Here's your sock. Yeah. Well, today we have a, a, a day with you. We are also doing a panel with you later. Oh, oh, you guys are part of that? Yeah, yes. yeah. Oh, I, I'm, I, I'm gonna go refuse. Well, this is, I, <laughs> I didn't realize you guys were this part is, of it. This is this is gonna be a makeup. Last year when I did an interview with you, we were supposed to do an introduction portion to Children of the Corn, right. and then they bumped us. Right. And we both felt slighted. That's right. We, we we were all prepared for that. We were having a great time, and next thing you know, we felt slighted. Well, let's hope this one goes better than for Christ's sake. Yes, we better hope so. <laughs> so uh, with that, I am going to say thank you once again for stopping and chatting with us. Uh, we always love having you on. It was an amazing time hanging out with you this weekend. You're definitely a highlight of my weekend. Well, thank you. It's been a real drag. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Courtney. Take care, Courtney. All right. That was one hell of an interview with uh, our good friend, Courtney Gaines. Uh, second year in a row, Courtney Gaines has been on our program because obviously we are pretty much at the year anniversary of Horizon 607. He was on our second ever episode and here he is again. Uh, we are very uh, we are very fortunate that he remembered us and he's actually a really awesome human being. Yeah. We love, we love good, uh, Courtney Gaines. But here's a little bit of business before we take our break. Of course, if you want to talk about anything we talk about, you want to talk about the interviews we did, any news we talk about, or anything you would like us to talk about, it's easy. Hit us up on our social medias. We are on Facebook. Horizon 607. We are on Twitter at Horizon 607 for all of the social media accounts to join our conversation. Use the hashtag HZ607. And uh, we are going to take a brief break. And when we come back, we are going to be doing some horror news. So we'll be right back on Horizon 607.
Hey, it's Courtney Gaines, Malachi from Children of the Core, and you're listening to the Horror Zone 607. Welcome back to The Zone. Uh, so at this point in the show, we are going to do what we normally kick off the show with, and that's talk a whole lot of horror movie news. We got some cool things to talk about this week, uh, none bigger than the, the brand new uh, movie Joker that uh, hit theaters this week. Uh, I know you guys have seen the movie. I have not yet, but uh, you know we'll get, we'll get your take on that in a second. But boy, did it have a massive opening, the biggest opening ever for a movie in, uh, in October. Yeah, $93 million. $93.5 million here in the States, $234 million worldwide. Huge. Yeah, pretty big opening. Uh, we kind of gave a spoiler-free version of our take on the Three Fat Nerds podcast this week. You can check that out anywhere podcasts are found. Uh, real quick, though, without going too in-depth, because we have uh, a bunch of stuff to talk about on this show, uh, I, I, I dug the movie. It was good. I didn't give it the like the super high rating. Um, I was in the middle of the road with it. Ron was kind of in the... Well, Ron, I feel like, is directly in the middle of the road. Like, out of 10, because Horror Zone, we don't do the, the, yeah. the three fat nursing. So out of 10, I, I would give it a 6 out of 10, and I would put you at like a 5, five out of 10. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, what I, I didn't dig the political stuff, but I will say this. It was one of the uh, most amazing performances by an actor I've ever seen from Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, if he doesn't win the Oscar for this... Uh, I don't know. I, it was yeah. amazing. I thought he was, uh, and that's why I rated it higher. Uh, the story itself was a good story. I, I, you know, there was some holes, what you expect in any movie. I just, I could have done, I'm not a very political person, as you know, and I don't, I, I could have done without the politics. But with that being said, the performance was amazing. Like that carried the movie without anything. Yeah, Ron? it was an all right movie. I mean, I, I've, like I said on the Three Fat Nerds podcast is, Go like go see it regardless of what we say because everybody's getting something different out of it. Oh, absolutely! This so, is definitely a conversational movie, so well, it, it will start conversations if you like it or don't like it. I you know, hashtag not my Joker. <laughs> right, he's, he said that before. <laughs> like, and I, I did get asked. I did get asked by Derek on the Three Fat Nerds, which he has to see it. So when he sees it, so by the way, if you guys are interested in hearing a spoiler full uh, review of it, we will be doing it during our ramblings. Uh, which is comes usually at the end of our show. We're, we're going to take some time out this upcoming week, Monday late night when the flagship Three Fat Nerds podcast comes out. We're going to take some time there to do a, sp- a spoiler full one because that Diesel will have seen it by then. Diesel did ask if uh, the question he asked is, did I think, or actually yes, both me and Ron, did we think that uh, this the the Joker performance was better from Heath Ledger or Joaquin Phoenix? And I basically my answer and it wasn't even a coppa. It's apples and oranges because yeah. really he doesn't. You know, Joaquin Phoenix plays a character named Arthur Fleck, and and of course Heath Ledger was the Joker. Yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> he, unfortunately, that is where it is, and I don't want to spoil anything for anybody. No. But I, by the way, the performance is phenomenal. Yeah, and off air before we started recording this week, I know you told me because I asked about it. Um, you know, I asked you know what your opinion was, and you said 
if you like performances. And one of the things that I look back on is like when I think of a performance, I think of Jack Nicholson in The Shining. That's a performance. When I think of performances, I think the greatest one, in my opinion, I've ever seen would probably be Robin Williams in Goodwill Hunting. Possibly my great my favorite performance of any actor. Male, female, child, adult that I've ever seen in a movie. I'm 100% confident in saying that this is one of those once-in-a-lifetime performances like those. Yeah, definitely got to check it out, though. And there's, there's a bunch. And I mean, whether you like the movie or not, go for that performance. Yeah. Because yet I have yet, even people who didn't like the movie, because I've seen people give it real bad scores, and I've seen people give it really amazing scores. Everybody agrees that Joaquin Phoenix was amazing. That's yes. the weird part. Yeah. There is nobody who's denying that. And when you watch this movie, you're watching a person who is mentally ill even in the beginning of the movie, but he goes into this descent of madness gradually that is phenomenal. Like, it is really kind of cool. It's a really cool take. I, I thought, you know, it was, I, I said it you'd best, you know, the inspiration for the character came from Taxi Driver and King of Comedy, both Scorsese films, and Scorsese was a producer on this film, and Joaquin Phoenix knocks it out of the park. Like, he takes those two things, plus adds himself to it, plus he lost, like, 50 pounds. Oh, yeah. Like, he looked, he looked horrible, but it was good for the character. I mean, once again, like I said, if it wasn't for the politics in the movie, I think I would have rated it a lot higher. Uh, I didn't need I didn't need Todd Phillips in his movie to tell me the rich people bad and you know poor people good. I didn't. Right. I don't need. I, I mean, I just think you know we stay out of it. And that and also I didn't like the fact they made Thomas Wayne pretty much a stand-in for Donald Trump. Yeah, because I mean, it, it's not the same. Thomas Wayne was never that character, like in the comic books. And I know that they didn't stick to the comics, but right. Thomas Wayne was always seen as a great guy. So I don't know why they had to kind of go that route with him. Although In the person. grandfather, but the, that was the yeah. grandfather. Oh, yeah. That wasn't Thomas Wayne. That was his, the grandfather. Uh, but because even in that, even in Curse of the White Knight, they're not saying anything bad about yeah, sure. Thomas. They're saying it about the grandfather. So that where the money started, it's a little dirty, if you will. But Thomas Wayne has always been like this, you know, but it's a great like the storyline is good. Uh, there is some parts where they go off where they shouldn't, but there's their storyline is good. And the performance by Joaquin Phoenix second to none. Yeah. Uh, once again, it's still not the, it's not a Joker though. And the yeah. has, when the hashtag is not not my Joker. It's because he's really not the Joker. Yeah. It, it, watch the movie, you'll find out. Yeah. It, but it's I think even if we gave it a low rating, this is a movie you need to see. Oh, it's still worth yeah. it. So see, like, I I can't put that aside. Everybody else is going to walk out of that with something different. And, All right. And I'm, like I've had conversations with people on Facebook, and they're like, "Oh, I loved it." I'm like, "Yeah," and then they're like, "Oh," I'm like, "Well, it's not really part of the." comic book world and blah 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 and then he's like well that's why I liked it I'm like I'll give you that but like when everybody says it's so violent it's like it seemed like they wanted to push the envelope in some spots but then they backed off gotcha like like, like the the beach with Leonardo DiCaprio back <clears throat> in the day me. that was a s- way more violent movie than this movie ever was right. <laughs> like and that's just my go to with it because technically the beach you could say was where the Joker became the Joker if you really wanted right. to, if you wanted to start a conspiracy theory of whatever you know if you know just to be a distraught or random movie with things that go crazy because when he's going through the woods hunting people right <laughs> let's be honest like, yeah well we can't say it wasn't a big movie that's oh, one no. thing we know it's it's been huge so like it hate it somewhere in the middle and it's definitely it's a worthwhile big bucks money. and it's gonna make a lot more so uh moving on um you know, the next thing we just wanted to kind of mention real quickly, uh, one thing that we can boast about here in the 607, right here in Binghamton, New York, uh, Rod Serling uh, from the Twilight Zone is from this area, was from this area. And uh, the Twilight Zone celebrated its 60th anniversary on October 2nd. 
Ah, that's pretty Very awesome. First episode ever, sixty years. That is awesome. That's a that's a long, long run, uh, and of it's course, still revolutionary. I was going to say, still on television. You can still find it. They play it at big times of the year. Of course, Jordan Peele just brought it back and remade it a little bit, mm-hmm. which I was a fan of. Uh, I, hey, you know, being from around here, I guess you don't really think about you know the fact of Rod, how big Rod Serling really was, right? Because I mean, we see him around here, but then you're just like, oh, he's a local legend. And then you got to get outside and you realize that people all over the world know the Twilight Zone. And, of course, yeah. to, to a lesser extent, Night Gallery, uh, which was pretty much the just more grown-up yeah. version of the Twilight Zone, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I dug both shows, by the way. But um, I don't know. I, I, I find that uh, he was a very – it was cutting edge. It was the anthology show before the anthology show. I mean, we were talking about our love for Creep Show on Shudder, which yeah. uh, I, unfortunately we're not going to be able to talk about. Well, don't worry. Next week we will talk about the two episodes that we didn't see. Or, well, yeah, we, I still well, haven't seen them yet. So. I, I, I caught half of it, but I I knew we had a ton going into the show, so I was like, oh, we'll right. just catch up. We'll double it up next week. But um, it, I, I feel like it, there would be no Creep Show. Be no there Creep Show, been no, no Tales, Tales from, from the, the Dark, dark Side. Yeah. No, there Tales wouldn't from the be Crypt, any of those. Yeah, you know, it so wouldn't exist without the Twilight Zone. And, of course, uh, there's a really cool thing coming out. There is a graphic novel that is being put out. Um, I have some information. Bloody Disgusting. Uh, I, I actually found out from Bloody Disgusting about it. Uh, uh, if I say the wrong names, I, I'm sorry. Uh, Corinne Sadami's The Twilight Man, Rod Serling, and the Birth of Television. Uh, it, it goes through, believe it or not, it goes through his career. And it's in comic book form. But it's kind of cool. It kind of takes you through the history of Rod Serling, his growing up and everything else. It looks like there's a lot of great work done to it. Uh, it will hit bookstores on October 8th, so it's out now. Yeah, and my one of my old bosses, who uh, I've stayed very good friends with over the years, um, his name is Andy. Uh, he's involved in the Rod Serling Foundation. I've asked him to be on the show. He's a busy guy, busy, busy guy, but we're going to try to get him on. He actually asked me, would you like to get Ann Serling on, which, of course, is Rod's daughter. And I was like, absolutely. So we may eventually be able to get Ann Serling, daughter of Rod Serling, on the show to talk about the Ooh. Twilight Zone and her father. By the way, comic book fans, if you don't have a bookstore, it is available in comic book stores on October 9th. So October 8th for the regular stores. October 9th, which is a comic book day, it's Wednesday. Yeah. It will be out. So hopefully I would so this I, week. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop by Soundgaround tomorrow when I get to look and see if they have a copy. Uh speaking of uh, anniversaries, forty five years ago on October first, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre made its premiere. Awesome. Yeah. How can you one of the greatest horror movies ever made? I, I agree. I agree. Although I have I've gone on record and I know I'll take flag for it. I, I really dug the two thousand three version. Yeah, me as well. 2003 version was really good. Definitely one of the best remakes of all time. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, speaking of uh, milestones, uh, we should mention that if he was still with us, unfortunately he's not, Donald Pleasance would have turned 100 this past week. Right. So, so yeah, we're, we're doing it, we're doing, you know, 100, pretty good. And I love Donald Pleasance, whether it's in Halloween, whether it was an Escape from New York. Or, yeah. No, it was Escape from L.A. No, it was it. It was, uh, he New was York. In, it was New York. It was yeah. Escape from New York. Because Escape yeah. from L.A. was the sequel. Sorry. Prince of Darkness. I was with Prince of Darkness. Where a lot of people think that uh, the priest that he played in that was the brother of, of Loomis. Really? So, yeah. Well, a lot of people thought that the Loomis he played was from Psycho. Yeah. That is a conspiracy out there. But, yeah. uh, so we should, uh, you know, get, you know rest uh, rest easy, you know, wherever you are. Uh, hope you're looking down on us. And, uh, hey, your work still lives along today because... Halloween and everything else is still is a big thing, and they everybody knows his name. So just wanted to give a little quick shout out. Uh, we're gonna take a break. Uh, when we come back from the break, we are going to uh, have a very special interview. We'll uh, talk about that in a minute. We'll be right back.
And welcome back to The Zone. Uh, so, you know, earlier on in the show, you heard the great interview that we had with our, our good friend. And we've gotten to be good friends with this guy, literally, you know, uh, over the last year uh, with Courtney Gaines. But, uh, you know, there was a couple other ones that we did. And um, the next one was uh, an actress who's been in movies such as Mask, which is the Rocky Dennis story. Uh, she was in Weird Science. Um, you know, in terms of sci- uh, sci-fi horror, uh, she was in the movie Night of the Creeps with another friend of ours, Jason Lively. Of course, you forgot Porky's. And of course, Porky is a coming-of-age story for me and Ron. You know, unfortunately, I did make... You're going to hear in the interview, I believe I told her I've never seen the movie, and I thought that she was going to tear my head off. You absolutely, absolutely. She told me, you got to see such, it. She's, she told you, you got to see it. She wasn't going to tear it off. She's such a sweetheart. Yeah, no, she really was she's cool. one of the sweetest I human joke beings. when I say that she was going to tear my head off. She looked at me like I had three heads, though, when I said that, because <laughs> I'm the only person on the planet that hasn't seen it, I think. By the way, during our interview, Michael Myers sat next to her. Yes. You'll hear that in the interview. We yeah. actually kind of mentioned it briefly. Yeah, yeah, there was somebody, and he had the same movements. He he walked around like Nick Castle. So he was taking he was taking pictures with uh, the the Michael Myers shirts that we were selling. Yeah, he was. He came over, he touched it, and was like rubbing it and stuff. I got a picture of him with her. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I've. Uh, I don't think we've put it up yet, but uh, it's gonna go up. So, but uh, yeah, super super sweet lady. Uh, I I you know you're gonna hear the things that we talked about. I talked about Tom Atkins with her. That was fun. So you're gonna hear about that. But uh, yeah, we're you know we're gonna take the time right now to uh, send you over to that interview. So enjoy. All right. Well, we're still here at Sci-Fi Horror Fest, and we are getting to sit down with uh, Jill Whitlow. She is, of course, uh, well, she the reason she is here is, of course, Night <laughs> of the Creeps, right? You were in Night of the Creeps at Sci-Fi Horror Fest. I mean, but for for my myself being a uh, you know I'm 36 now, one of my formative years. I have to thank you. I you're remember a baby. You, I know. I remember you from uh, from of course poor. Yeah. And of course, Weird Science. Yeah. I was a big fan of, the, of that in the 80s. And of course, Mask. Oh, I mean, yeah. Years. So I, 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 I'm you. a very, I'm very big fan. Uh, once again, I thank you for uh, making my that, that weird, awkward transition in any young man's life a little uh, easier. <laughs> so, I hear that so often. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I'm sure you do. That's why I said. And you were five when you first saw it, right? No, no, I was not. No, 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 I was not five. I was older than five, but it was, it was a different time. It was a different yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we was. were talking. Actually, we talked on our podcast before the my other podcast, one of our podcasts. His name is Three Fat Nerds. We talked before about <laughs> movies that you cannot remake again. Right. And I don't think you could remake Porky's. No not this, way. Not, not in this day and age. Which Heck is a, no. Which is a shame. Well, I wouldn't want to remake it anyways. I love the movie. I thought it was great, especially for the time. But yeah. even if you could remake it, like now you, it would be such an outrage. It would be. And, and you know, the originals are always better than the one. I mean, the twos and the threes. Oh, yeah. And they tried to do Porky's 2. And it, I... I I don't know. I don't even think I saw it. Uh, I, I, <laughs> but, unfor- unfortunately, I did see it. And yeah. it, it definitely was not as legendary as the first one. Right. But you can say that like of Caddyshack as well. Caddyshack yeah, two absolutely. Is definitely not Caddyshack one. Yeah, but I no. Mean, I mean, you've been in so much. But once again, a sci-fi horror fest. The other yeah. thing we do, we're here because we also do a, a horror podcast, Horror Zone 607. And I thank you. Thank you. And I thank you for being on and talking to us. So I, I would, I'm going to start off with Night of the Creeps, and then we can go into like my fanboy stuff. Okay? You got so, it. So uh, being here, being surrounded by horror fans, sci-fi fans, how, uh-huh. how has it been uh, hanging out talking about Night of the Creeps? How was it, like, does it take you back to that time period? Is it? Uh, that's why I do these weekends, you know, yeah. because first of all, if it wasn't for you guys, I wouldn't be here. And, um, you know, second of all, it, it is so much fun to go back in time and and relive at all. You know, the filming, the, the relationships that me and Jason and Steve and Tom, you know, had and Alan and... Um, 
it was just a really great film and and to be able to go back there and and share that with the world is just it makes you feel good makes me feel good i love it yeah in a couple of weeks we're actually doing uh scarecon jason lively will be there he was there last year he's, he's awesome Sweet. I, I love really jason lively how, yeah. how was it working with jason lively I mean, he's a nut <laughs> I, I was gonna say he's still he, by the way I, if, I don't know if you've seen him lately he is still that way sometimes he was kind of a hellion <laughs> well we've right. all remained friends so oh, awesome. yeah i see him all the time um i was just with him in chicago oh, awesome uh, a couple weeks ago and yeah he um he never changes he's great he, i love jason lively by the way i, I just do want to point too that out. He's amazing. and there's never a dull moment when i'm with him and um he just has a piece of my heart you know always will uh, <laughs> hey it's not a bad person like i said he is he's is amazing he's i love amazing. just, just inter- interacting with like uh, he's one of my highlights of when we're at scarecon I'm, i look forward to being around him he's such a great I guy do too. And, i do uh, too he's so much fun like he, he just doesn't he just is out there and he's a great time so yeah. i can't wait with him but i i just wanted to know i, I was sure i was like unless you were going to come out and be like man he was horrible Ow! No I'd be like, way. I'd be like, I'd be like <laughs> when did he change then? <laughs> oh, no, Jason is, um, he's definitely one of the most genuine people I know. Oh, amazing. He really is. Um, and he would give you the shirt off his back at any moment. And he's just a great guy. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I love him to death. Can't, I, like I said, I couldn't agree with you more. I've, yeah. I've, I've met him a few times, and uh, every time I see him, he's always, hey, how you doing? Like, I know. He remembers you, and it's just weird. Isn't you're it? Like, it's like impossible not to feel good when you're in his presence. Yeah. Uh, like, right? Yeah, and it's weird because, like, for myself, I mean, let's be honest, I'm not a celebrity. I'm not somebody who's famous. The fact that, like, he takes the time, he's like, oh, I remember when I talked to you, and then he'll remember parts of what I we, we talked about last year. Yeah. And I'm just like, Wow, that's that's awesome <laughs> and impressive. I, I'm so happy you know, it happens. It's just it's a he's a great person. Yeah, he is. And I have never heard somebody say anything bad about him. So yeah. uh, I'm glad that you had a great experience with him. Yeah. Uh, what what was your what was your favorite takeaway from Night of the Creeps while we're on that? Oh gosh, my favorite takeaway is most definitely the friendships. Oh, okay. So the the long yeah. lasting part, yeah. Oh heck yeah. Um, you know, we know each other's families, and you know, I took my kids out to Utah and went snow skiing um, with Steve and his girls, and Jason and his boys, and you know, I just I I love Tom Atkins, and just literally just the friendships that are so real and genuine. Um, it's like family. That's awesome. Yeah. Tom Atkins. I, yeah. What is that guy like? That guy is like one of my heroes. Oh, so, he's, <laughs> he's just like the '80s king. I have one horror. word. Cool. Yeah. I've heard yeah. That I've heard that about him. I'd just love to meet him. Cool. Too, so. He's a cool guy. He usually ended up naked in all of his movies in the '80s, <laughs> which we kind of still make up to this day. But uh, watch Halloween three. That's all I can say. <laughs> really? <laughs> he was like the king of that back in the day. But, oh my! Uh, so we, kinda, we, we internally make fun of. That I don't know if I want to see that or not. <laughs> I might look at <laughs> him in a different light. Or the fog. Oh, how funny! Yeah, he is. He's um. Again, you know, another genuine one. I mean, yeah. he really is. He's a sweet guy. And, you know, even though he's a little bit older, he's 
he's a part of the family. Yeah. I mean, you know, he gets right in there and, and just laughs. We just have such a great time. Yeah. I really can't say enough about all of them. I'm glad to see him making movies, too. He's actually going to be in a couple of new things coming up yeah. that we saw, so it's kind of good to see that he's Yeah, including yeah. making his return in uh, Halloween Kills. Right. Yes. Yeah, he's coming back for that movie. Yeah, and yeah. the uh, Collected. Yeah, yeah. And the Collected as well. So it's a couple horror movies cool. coming out for him. I, I'm also a big fan. He is uh, definitely, when I think about him, and you said cool, he's definitely the definition of cool in the Yeah, movie, so he really is. That's kind of cool. Uh, but you did point out the fact that the, the, the naked, of course, so that would uh. have to bring, that, that will bring us to Porky's. Like, I mean, <laughs> there has been no more of a transformative movie that, that young men have seen right? than Porky's. I don't know if the youth still watches that movie. I don't know. <laughs> if they don't, they should. Maybe that's maybe that's what missing is missing in society. These yeah, days. maybe Absolutely. that's what's wrong with the world today. That was like, I feel like that movie was one of the coming of age movies yeah. for every young man now i'm embarrassed to say yeah. I, I, I apologize for cutting you off oh, I, know you okay. I just told rich and he was not aware of this right before you came over here i've never seen porkies oh my yeah goodness. i've seen every movie i think ever made. well you gotta porkies. see porkies. i was gonna say give him give him a pitch why should he watch porkies I mean, and by the way, and he, this should be because it'll change your life. He is, he is a forty. I need that. He is a he is a four, he is a forty-one-year-old man. He should have seen this movie. You should have seen this movie. My parents wouldn't let me watch anything when I was a kid. So well, I, I was sixteen years old when I shot that film. Yeah. I was still in high school, and I went to the screening or the you know premiere with my mom and dad. And my dad walks out of the movie theater and not only announced and then also told all of his friends that I was in the shower scene. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. Like, Dad, <laughs> no, I was not in the shower scene. <laughs> Being 16 years old and... Um, must have made him feel better knowing that. I, oh, <laughs> Yeah. But uh, yeah, that that was my dad. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it was really fun. I mean, I was interviewed by the local newspaper, and you know, it was a huge deal in Miami. Because oh, yeah. Now there's another movie that I, I know you were in. I love the movie, but our, our friend Young Derek over here uh -huh. is a big fan of, and that would be the movie Mask. Oh yeah. So here, turn it over so you can ask that. some questions because he's he's actually a huge fan of the movie. So. Aww. Yeah, be, Ask away. Go ahead. <laughs> what was it like working with Eric Stoltz and Cher and everybody? In that Very interesting. <laughs> um, Eric would get to the set hours earlier because he did not want anyone. You know, he's a method actor. He didn't want anyone to see him without his full makeup on. And um, Peter Bogdanovich was amazing. I adore him. And it's funny because I was originally, you know, up for the, the blind girl. And, of course, Laura Dern, she was great in it. Um, it I think it kicked off her career yeah. like crazy. Um, but Peter said it probably would have ruined mine. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> because I was, I was a little too green. You know, it was one of my first gigs when I was when I moved to LA and um, but Peter wanted me in the film which was a huge compliment so he actually wrote Anne Marie in that's amazing for me so that's a little trivia yeah. for you <laughs> make me sound like a horrible person but it's one of my favorite unintentional comedies of all time too 
Ah. Uh, the scene where he comes in from the baseball game with the yeah. little LA Dodgers cap on. Yeah. <laughs> I, I cannot stop laughing during that scene. I love it. It's a great movie. It's yeah. heartfelt, but it is. there are some unintentionally funny scenes. Yeah. I love this movie so yeah. much. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love it too. I do. Um, and I thought that Cher was fantastic in it. And uh, yeah, it was great. It was a great movie. I think I think the best parts about that with the unintentionally funny scenes that are there in it is it does kind of break it from the seriousness of the movie, of course, because you get the real feels at the end of the movie. Absolutely, that's, that's a hard that's a hard crash there. Yeah, I mean. but also being you know based on a true story, yes. um, you have to bring those personalities out, you know, and and that was just him. I mean, even though he had this, you know, horrible disease and and you know it changed what he looked like to not a normal person um he had fun with it i mean he he had to how else can you wake up in the morning and and live your day yeah leave behind a positive mark absolutely absolutely and i think that that's why the film was made to show that you know it's okay (laughs) to be different so I got I got one more question. Yeah. And this is going to be this is this is kind of a fun one. On our okay. on our horror show. Yes. We are talking all the time because like it seems like every week there's a new casting for the new Halloween movies that are coming out. <laughs> yeah. So every week there's a new casting. <laughs> every so, day. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so so pretty much knowing that you have been in a movie with Tom Atkins. Yeah. You've also been in a, a movie with Anthony Michael Hall. Yes. Both of them are in Halloween Kills. When are you going to be casting in Halloween Kills? I don't can you, know. Can you, can you break that news or are are we petitioning for this now? Because we will petition for this. Okay, go ahead and petition, all right. baby. Because I'm telling you, I'm being serious. Like, you have the connection to all these people, and they're all getting booked in this movie. We I need to get know, you in there. I know. Hashtag well. Jill Kills. Yes. Hashtag. Oh. There it is. There it is. We're going to put that over there. there. Hashtag Change Jill Kills. Change my image book from <laughs> the girl next door to <laughs> Killer Jill. Yeah. Or, or you know, at least sur- like at least survivor girl in the Halloween world. And there you go. There you go. I could do that, there, or I could be the is. badass. Or, or maybe oh. she dons the mask. You can and see that Michael might be other people. There you go. Oh, there it is. I could be. Jill Whitlow is Michael Myers. There we go. I see, could Michael be Myers Michael is behind Myers. you right now. Yeah, I know. He's, he's giving the him. thumbs up. He's agreeing with it. He's all about. <laughs> he's he all about team hash kill Jill kills. <laughs> I there won't it is. Kill Hashtag. Jill kills. <laughs> we're gonna get. You, we're, we're gonna. We're gonna try to push it forward. Get you in that movie. It'd be great. All right. I gotta say, you are a Please wonderful do. guest. But <laughs> I need to plug where you're going to be. You're gonna be in the Cleveland area coming up here very soon. I am yes. with Jason Lively. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, oh, look at that. You can. You can get the two for deal there. Yeah. Uh, you will be uh, the retro invasion. Yes. Uh, that is Friday, November first through Sunday, November third. That's correct. And that is going to be in uh, outside of Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, yeah, in Westlake. Westlake, so yes. Westlake, uh, go ahead and go visit their, uh, go ahead and search online, uh, Retro Invasion. Go meet Jill. She's amazing. She's Aww. so awesome. I'm so glad that you stopped by <laughs> and talked to us. You have, you have made You're my heart. You're just saying that so I don't kill you. Ah, uh, well, hey, you can't kill us. We came up with the idea. <laughs> I know that's true. That's true. We came oh, gosh. up with the idea. You don't kill me. But, but Michael Myers is taking taking pictures and he's and sitting, right, stuff, next sitting to right next to you. My good this old is buddy. Awesome. This is really happening. Right <laughs> now. He's blowing kisses. It's great. I love it. Uh, but uh, <laughs> the other the other 364 days a year, I knew he was a swell guy. Yeah. Uh, other, yeah. See, I should be in the movie. We look good together, don't we? I agree. We? You, you I gotta, do. Let me get a picture of this we, live. Yeah. Here, hold on. Just take, a, take a picture of this, <laughs> Mike. So we can so we can so we can we can we can get this out there with the hashtag Joe Kills. 
We got it. We're getting, we're, <laughs> a moment in time right we there. We are folks. going to move forward on this movement. That's yes, for sure. yes. Start that petition. I'm but game. Deep, we're going to have you go meet some more people here. All you're right. having a great time. And you know what? Uh, what? Once again, from the bottom of my heart, the, the, the adolescent teenager in me thanks you so much for being in a, in a masterpiece like that. And so many more. <laughs> like I said, we didn't even touch, you know, on Weird Science other than the fact that you were in Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah. And it's such a great, uh, so, so many great movies. I've from, worked with some incredible directors, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was so nice of you to have me on this podcast. Absolutely. Thank you, and thank you for being here. Yes, thank you so much, and uh, we look forward to hanging out with you further. And I, I actually get to do the horror panel with you, so oh, I will yay. be seeing you very soon. So well, okay. Uh, so with that, we are going to kick it over to the next segment. You're still listening. Uh, bye bye, everybody. There you go. Hopefully, see you in Halloween. Hope you guys liked that uh, great interview we did there with Jill Whitlow. She was very sweet and very funny. I had a good time. And remember, let's get her involved in one of the Halloween movies. Hashtag Jill Kills everywhere. Yeah, this is a genius movement that we've started here. So, and she would love to do it. I know she was all on board. I I, I don't know. I don't know where I came up with that. I just kind of her like, manager was laughing about it. And everybody, everybody was having a good time with well, that. I think I think where I, uh, honestly, if I got to put myself back in time i think i saw michael myers we had talked about tom atkins <laughs> we had talked about anthony michael hall she had been in movies with both of them i was like yeah you need to be in that damn yeah. movie like why even not? if she is cast as the knife she was fine with that you came <laughs> up with the casting yeah. of the knife that- she's fine with that let's get her in hashtag jill kills hashtag jill kills make sure we get her in a halloween movie uh we're going to take another quick break during this particular break you are actually going to hear where we're going to be on the 18th, 19th, and 20th of this month as we, that will end out the hashtag 607 podcast uh, fall con season. And uh, you'll hear that when we come back. We have some more horror news for you. So we'll be right back on Horror Zone 607. Join us October 18th, 19th, and 20th in Rochester, New York at the Rochester Riverside Hotel for Scaricon. This year we have a ton of great celebrity guests including Barbara Crampton, Felissa Rose, Ashley Lawrence, David Naughton, the cast of Terrifier, the 40th anniversary of Phantasm, and of course Pinhead himself. Doug Bradley will all be there, all of them, plus so much more. There will also be vendors and all such sorts of other great entertainment going on that weekend in Rochester, New York. For all tickets and other information about Scaricon, go to Scaricon.com and we'll see you in Rochester on October 18th, 19th, and 20th. And welcome back to The Zone. It is time for the second half of our horror movie news of the week. Uh, so we had some great stories in the first half uh, we were talking about, but as always, there's just so much to talk about. So we've got more things to get into. Uh, at this point in the show, this has become one of our recurring themes. Uh, it seems like it's a weekly thing that we do. This is a little segment that we like to call Halloween Kills Casting News of the Week. That's I right. This, I find this to be fitting. This is fitting. This is really, really nice. This is soothing. I feel relaxed right now. I don't. I don't feel sus- full of suspense <laughs> or, or angst. Ah, right oh, there it is. There it is. It now I'm, I'm terrified. It gets dark. Yeah, it got dark real quick. 
So we've got, you know, it, it wouldn't be a show if we didn't have Halloween Kills casting news. And no, it's not Jill Whitlow playing Michael Myers' knife. Hashtag Jill Kills. Hashtag Jill Kills. You know, maybe that will happen. But this week, the big casting news of the week, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't one of uh, the bullies that was picking on Tommy Doyle. No, it's not that Annie is going to be coming back. It's not going to be Bob is going to be back. No, no, no. This week... We've got the casting that Haddonfield Memorial Hospital is going to be back. Hey! <laughs> well, this comes off the news that we are going to get flashback scenes in Halloween Kills. They're yes. going to flash back to 1978, and they're going to do it periodically, I guess. There is also, speaking of somebody who was a bully in the movie, that it appears that they have somebody, and people are assuming it's Lonnie on the internet. Yes. I'm not sure if it really is or not, because it hasn't been confirmed. There has been stills taken from the set, because obviously that's shooting I right actually now. saw a video. Oh, yeah. I saw I saw there was a video, and then there was stills as well. Yeah. Uh, one of them pictures a young man laying on the ground and Michael Myers standing above him. The oh. other one pictures just Michael Myers standing there. Yeah. The, the one that has Michael Myers standing there, he's wearing a mask, and the mask looks like the original mask. The, yes. So the clean, well, crisp mask. The other picture with the kid lying there, he has no mask on, which is weird. And people are just speculating, well, maybe it was just a shot where they didn't need his, the, the mask, or maybe it's just, you know, for effect. There's a lot of things going on with that. Well, the thing that I saw on Twitter, there was actually a girl that has posted a whole bunch of the stills on there. It's, it seems to be where most of these things are coming from. Um, she actually had a video. It looked like she was on somebody's front porch, and it was actually a full video. And she said that it's Lonnie running away from the shape, and you see him come running out, kind of like Lori did, comes out of the side of a house, like in between two houses, runs out into the street, and then takes off like a, like a shot. And then a few seconds later, you see Michael come from the same... You know the same uh, yard, and he kind of stops, does that mm. that turn real quick, and starts walking towards where Lonnie went. So there was actually a video of this. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that's and she said it was Lonnie in, well, in her video. With those two, with those two, uh, the the stills that I saw with that video, uh, a lot of people are well. Obviously, we know Lonnie's alive because he has talked he's, about he's yeah. the father of one of the uh, actors. From, right, and from, he, there from was from an Halloween actor cast to play in yeah, the yeah. movie, so, so they, uh, they, obviously it affected he's, him. He's alive. So what people are speculating, by the way, is speculation. People are speculating that this is how Michael got arrested. Because remember, in this timeline, Michael gets arrested. So he, he must have been chasing down Lonnie right after the incidents in, in the Myers house. And then the cops caught up to him. So I'm assuming that scene, because obviously we don't know anything just from stills. But the scene that where if you see the picture where it looks like the kid who is being portrayed as Lonnie is on the ground. And he he's trying to, he obviously fell and he's trying to get away from Michael. And Michael's standing above him, which is weird that he doesn't have his mask on. But Michael's standing above him. People are speculating that the reason why Lonnie's alive is because that's where the police must arrest him. And I'm assuming that that's probably the case. I mean, I could be wrong, but I, I feel like that's probably the case because that would make the most sense. Yeah, and it was but, a different actor. It was a younger guy that mm -hmm. he kind of looked a little bit like the guy that looked like Michael with his mask off in the yeah. original one. It was a, there was an actor that looked like that that was standing there. Well, they said so. that they said that because uh, Nick Castle, who is back and is in, in, in doing some of the stuff, they said that it would be weird because he's a little bit thicker. Than when he was when he was younger, so they went with somebody that was more the size of Michael from when Nick Castle was younger, if you right. know, playing that role. So they went with a different reactor. It is kind of weird to see him without the mask on. And I'm like I said, I'm assuming it's just because they didn't need the mask on for probably. The shot. So I mean, I, I, I'm not reading too much into it because I don't think we're going to see him to mask like that, like standing over somebody with no mask on. And this would be before the cops got there because it right. wasn't like there was a picture well, where you the know cops what? were coming up. I think it would be a lot better. I've said this right along. He needs to be the shape again. You don't need to see Michael's face. Let him be what they promised he was supposed to be in 2018's version. Well, he was not the shape. He was Michael Myers. He was a guy 
in a mask, front and center, spotlight on him. It, it should have been like it was in the original movie where it's over the shoulder or his legs or, you know, I, I just, I, I feel like that would have been creepier. That's what made that mo- the original one so creepy. Re- regardless if it's you or other people, people were upset that they showed too much of uh, Michael's face in the, uh, in to the 2018 version. And I mean, really, they only showed bits and pieces, but people were like, that oh, was too much. Yeah. And I get it. I, I get it. I, I wasn't crucifying for that, but uh, this would be really weird if they do show a whole shot with us mask. Once again, like I said, I'm just assuming that he he was just standing there just they were probably shooting him from the neck down anyways right so like might as well not have the mask on right that's just my take on it we'll find out and once again the speculation about that being i mean pretty much people are saying it's lonnie but it's still speculation until we know otherwise right and the other part of that is the arresting yeah and i think that makes the most nope. sense though because obviously lonnie has to live and and in that picture he looks very uh like he's he's on the ground michael's standing above him if the cops or something doesn't intervene he's dead let's right. be honest well, you know, I, I dig the logo, by the way, of the Haddonfield Memorial Hospital. It's the same one from Halloween 2, which doesn't exist now. So I, I like that they kept that, and uh, it's a new, different building, obviously, that they're using. But uh, the building that they used for uh, the one in Halloween 2, by the way, was the same one that they used as the um, the asylum in uh, the Rob Zombie movies. It was mm-hmm. the same one in both ones. I thought that was kind of cool. I wish that they would have filmed it there again, although it looks quite different right. than it did back then. Well, I think that's why they didn't. Uh, I, the, the only part that I'm weirded out by doing it there is if it's going to be in the flashback scene, which it appears to be because they're dressing it up that way. Like, if Michael gets arrested or whatnot and Halloween 2 is out the window anyways, I don't know the point of it. But we'll find out. I guess there's going to be something. Well, it looks like there was a scene that I saw, I think it was today, uh, of Jamie Lee Curtis, actually. It looks like she's getting off. She's she's covered in blood, and she's getting off the back of the truck that she was riding away in at the end of the uh, 2018 movie. So maybe they're on their way to the hospital. You know, Maybe they're banged up, and they're on their way there. I don't know. But they, they it was like along with the pictures of the hospital. So Right, but I, I think that would be weird to, to have the hospital look the same all these years later. But then yeah. it would be a cool throwback oh, in the hospital. hospital here look the same as they did 20 years or 40 years ago i mean they have new lights and stuff on the side not sure. the same logos yeah like but i'm just but you i agree with you for the most part but they don't have the same logos and stuff. right uh i i would be all for it because that would be a cool way to tie in too because then michael shows up at the hospital in present time so yeah that'd be good with me i'm, I'm all for that. it well thus concludes this week's edition of halloween kills casting Hey, gotta bring back in the creepy. Absolutely, music. I just I, I I feel nostalgia everywhere. I got chills right now, <laughs> and it's not just because it's cooler out. <laughs> All right, next up on the list, uh, Jack Nicholson's axe from The Shining just sold over the weekend uh, for two hundred thousand dollars at an auction. Uh, other horror movie props also sold for big bucks at this thing, but uh, uh, pretty cool. But when that axe was sold to our good friend over at the ODPH, Ken Moneybags. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ken, Ken M is known as Ken Moneybags ever since he uh, took ownership of Excite Wrestling. So uh, we, we, we've we been talking about that for a while in Three Fat Nerds. It's it's a joke, Mike. Yeah. Sorry. I'm so looking I, at I, you I, like... I, I wish I was... I, 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 I hope that you're, you're serious. But... I have to break the wall down. It is it is a joke. Ha, ha, ha. Sure it is. <laughs> It is. It's so a boy, Ken. So, big shout out to our friends, the ODPH. Check them out this week because they're talking about their adventures in New York Comic Con. Yeah. So, cheap plug yeah, for they them. Had a blast. All right. Uh, next thing we're going to talk about is uh, it was announced that, I, I should say finally, because it seems like every year we have one of these things coming out anymore, but Tremors, begin, <laughs> Tremors 7 begins filming next month. 
Every year we have a rumor of one coming out yeah. and it just never comes to fruition. Well, they've uh, made like five of them yeah, in the but, last but, couple of years, it seems like. Well, yeah. no, there's been a gap between a gap. the last one and this one. Yeah, there's been a actually, couple of years. But there's, uh, it's more. It's, uh, I think Didn't the last one take place in the snow or something? The, the, yeah, but I, I think that they just said that the last ago, one was three like, years ago. No, I think it was like five. You're going to make was me look it long? up. You're going to make me look this <laughs> You're gonna up. You're going to have to look this up. Uh, look up Tremor 6, Ron. So Ron's looking up Tremor 6. Didn't seem like it was that long ago. It's got the same, by the way. I know one was a prequel, but it was the same that was, I think, the third or the fourth one. The best, the best part about it is it's the same movie over and over again. Oh yeah, let's be honest. They, they just come up with like new names of the things. They and then, and then occasionally they come out of ground and walk around, which is weird. Yeah, I, I got shooting fireballs out of their butts at one point. Yeah, it's kind of some. There's some strange stuff going on. Yeah, in the, the world of tremors. The world of tremors. It just continues on. I really wish that we would have gotten the uh, sci-fi series with that was going to bring Kevin Bacon back. You know, that's. Uh, I would have liked to have seen that. I was all, excited for all that. All the bacon all the time. Yeah. Bacon month on Saturday. Yeah, last year, 2018, Trevor's really? a cold day in hell. Yeah, I was going to oh, say, wow. it wasn't that long ago. And they the, they there, almost filmed that. the gap between the fifth and sixth one? Uh, the new sequel finds Burt Gummer, who's dying <laughs> from uh, gar- gar- garboid poison, and his son... Oh, graboid poison. Yeah. Uh, uh, and his son, Travis, at a remote research station in, in Canada's... <laughs> No, Novova territory, where they most they must go against a new batch of Garbobas to save Bert's life. Oh, ah. sounds interesting. I, I'm sorry I missed out on that one. And so then number five was 2015. Okay. Okay. Which so there was, was the bloodlines. Yeah. See, I, I missed. The you might not have realized there was the one. Yeah, in I, missed the whole, I missed the whole movie. The, All right. The giant man-eating Garboids are back and even deadlier than before, terrorizing the inhabitants of this. South African Wildlife Reserve as they attack from below and above. Wow. <laughs> Sounds epic. Sounds epic. Uh, actually, uh, you know, I'm not going to talk too much about it, but uh, another movie that's going to be uh, coming out or is going to start going into production pretty soon is uh, the remake. We've talked about it previously, but the remake or the next movie, I don't know exactly what it's going to be uh, for Wrong Turn. Oh, yeah. And Matthew Modine's going to be That's in what it. I was going to say. Is it Modine? Modine? It's, I think it's Modine. I, I still always say Modine. It could yeah. be Modine. I'm sorry, but yeah, I, I thought that was interesting. It was an intriguing uh, news that came out. We knew it was coming about, but then they signed a, a pretty big, you know, he's yeah. pretty, I mean, I want to say big name actor, but he's a pretty respected actor. Oh, yeah. He was a big 80s actor. Yeah, but I mean, since then, he's, I would say, more respected. I mean, yeah. It's not like they signed Brad Season Pitt, one right? of uh, Stranger Things, he was great in that. Yeah, he was definitely Very sinister. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that's how he got the gig. Yeah. Let's be honest. So that's coming soon. Uh, it sounds like there's some new names for the hillbillies in this one. It's not going to be Three Finger, Sawtooth, and uh, One Eye, I think was the other one's name. So uh, there's some other ones that are going to be in there. So that's kind of cool. Hashtag not my wrong turn then. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, there was uh, some New York Comic Con news that came out, um, or some news, I should say, that came out of that. Um, the first trailer for this new uh, Walking Dead spinoff uh, hit, it still doesn't have a name as far as I know. Uh, it is going to be coming out in the spring of 2020, but I got to say, for not being a fan of that series, I've never, I tried to watch a couple episodes of the original series. I've never watched a single second of Fear of the Walking Dead. I don't know anything about it, but I got to say that the trailer for this new one, I, I don't know, I somehow... Uh, I felt some sort of a connection to that. It was like a kids coming of age type thing. You know, it, it, to me, it looked kind of cool. Uh, yeah, they're they're calling them what, what was it? The endlings. Endlings. Yes. Yeah. they're calling them the endlings. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it looks like it's like further on in the post-apocalyptic world that is the zombie apocalypse. Uh, it, it it's intriguing, but I I'm so far like is zombie it? stuff is well with the exception of Zombieland Double Tap, but that's just for pure entertainment alone. Yeah. 
I feel like the zombie craze is coming to an end. I I really do. Yeah, it I mean, feels the, that the way. only reason Double Tap is is a thing, and I, but once again, because I'm a zombie land fan, is because a the first movie was so good. B the entire cast has come back. Yeah, and C it's a comedy. And comedies, right. you know, different. It's a little different, you know. That what, movie's gonna make big money. Oh, it's gonna. Be, oh, I'm gonna. I'm definitely going to see it. It looks tremendous. Uh, we we saw the Red Band trailer <laughs> before Joker. Yeah. And it was funny. Oh yeah. It was. It was. It was a really good one. So if you look look for the Red Band trailer for Zombieland Double Tap. And you Bill Murray is gonna be back. Oh, he he's is in the trailer. Oh, he's in the trailer. He oh, starts yeah. off with him in the trailer. Yeah. Like, it's amazing. That's going to be interesting to see how they they put that. And I have a feeling that's going to be a flashback, but or like a news clip or something. But uh, thank God he's going to be back. I it. just I just want to. I, I know you have more news, Mike, but I want to throw this in there because this is something I I just found out. Uh, there is a movie streaming on Shutter now that we need to watch. Yeah, because it's an Australian horror movie. Remember, oh yeah, yeah. Remember yeah. what else was an Australian horror movie? Yeah, I do. That was Boar. Not 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 B O R E. B-O-A-R, Boar. That's right. <laughs> uh, we, we, we found that entertaining. It wasn't great, but it was entertaining. It was entertaining. And it did have, it did have uh, uh, what's his name in it, uh, uh, from WWE fame. Uh, the, the oh, Beast Nate of, Jones. Nate Jones was in it. Yeah. And he was great. He wrestled that big-ass And Bill Mosley. The great Bill Mosley was in Bill that, Bill Mosley was also in it. Uh, this movie is called The Furries. So I feel like we should make Diesel watch it. It's an Australian slasher. It's currently on Shutter. Uh, it's basically it's what it sounds like. It's it's basically we were just talking about wrong turn. I mean, look at this picture. Do you think Diesel would watch this? Sure. It looks like somebody wearing somebody else's body. Oh, absolutely, he'd watch so that. So like like I guess it's furries in a way that these people like to dress up in the skins of other people and slash people and kill them. And there's another one where somebody's getting their face cut off with an axe. Yeah. And like there's I'm just looking she at. She doesn't pictures. look like she's comfortable. <laughs> I, I do want to say that uh, I mean this is not horrible because I, I guess uh, Bloody Disgusting gave it two and a half skulls out of five so that's yeah. right down the middle and it's that's available now correct it's available now on Shutter. so me and you will have to watch this absolutely movie. maybe we'll get together have a cup of hot cocoa and, <laughs> some and hot cold. cider maybe I'm a big fan of hot cider I mean this put some is, cinnamon this, sticks in it this is my this I like is, to be hot in cider too oh like, absolutely you know. buddy this, I, I'm with you we can, do, we can do hot cider with cinnamon whatever we can do whatever we, we, uh, this is my weekend this is my only weekend off yeah because I have Scarecon the weekend after so yeah. maybe, maybe we'll get together. We'll uh, I'll go over and just we'll watch Australian Maybe Friday night movies. or uh, actually I think I've got if this this Saturday I got plans of going to uh, well, we Reaper's Revenge. We could do but, a, so. we could do it we could do a Friday or Sunday. Yeah. Sunday neither of our football teams are going to win so we'll be all right. That's right. Friday but, night um actually my football team did win. The blacklist week. started again that last week and we you know I I didn't get a chance to see it yet so uh the girlfriend and I are going to be uh, having a blacklist night, nah. I believe, on Friday night. But if, she's she's unreliable. So <laughs> I may not hear from her at all. Well, you know what? If if that's the case, Mike, maybe I'll come over on Sunday. And we can we'll, cuddle all we'll, day, we'll buddy, cuddle and we'll 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 watch Australian horror movies. My that's, couch is comfortable that's enough for everybody. Can I sleep Ron, over? You yeah, in? Come on can over. I sleep over. You're never sleeping in my house. <laughs> oh my god! We should upload the. I, I took a video. I didn't tell you this. I actually put on my camera and videotaped you snoring. At I probably was I was going to send it to my girlfriend. So just for a laugh. But I, I haven't done it yet. So uh, maybe we can get that up on uh, as part of the podcast. Or maybe that'll be one of our sound effects going forward. <laughs> oh, it could be. All right. So that's actually all the news that I do have for this week. Uh, we are going to take uh, another break real quick. But when we do come back, you're actually going to be hearing the main event of them all. The best of the three. I, I shouldn't say the best. Wow. I shouldn't say the best. But, I'm like Courtney Gaines, though. I, I do still have a number. Yeah, maybe you should do that. I, that was a that was a, a you know I misspoke when I said that. But um, but my favorite interview of the day uh, was with the great Dustin Perry, uh, who of course is from Ghost Hunters and Ghost Hunters International. So as soon as we come back, you're going to be hearing that interview.
Hey, this is Dustin Perry from Ghost Hunters and Ghost Hunters International, and you listen to Horror Zone 607. Welcome back to Horror Zone 607. We are at the Oneonta Foothills Performing Arts Center, hanging out with a special guest right now. We've got, you know him from Ghost Hunters and Ghost Hunters International. He gave a great speech yesterday, and he's just a heck of a nice guy. We are sitting here with Dustin Perry. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for having me here. Good to be here with y'all. Yeah, thanks for being on the show. Uh, so you gave a great speech yesterday. Thank you. Um, you know, obviously, like I said, you know, we, we know you from Ghost Hunters and everything, but uh, tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, some of your speaking engagements and uh, some of the things you like to do with that. Yeah, I've been very blessed to have had so many opportunities that have come forth because of the show and everything. And, um, yeah, I stay very busy. You know, we did 52 um, presentations last year, and we're going to be in the high 40s this year. And I try to spin, you know, some um, some spiritual tales and a lot of ghost stories. People like that kind of stuff. But I always try to put in some motivational things and some bigger picture things in there as well for everybody. So. Uh, it always means a lot to me. People come up after, they're like, you know, I came here for, for the ghost story stuff, but I got something I really needed out of that. So uh, I try to give something for everybody. Right. And I know that's how we felt walking out of there. Uh, our buddy Derek, who's not on this show, uh, but he was floating around kind of, you know, was watching it with me, and we were both like, wow. Yeah, you know, Derek is scared. Stories. Derek is scared of his own s- uh, shadow. He's, oh, really? He's from the Three Fat Nerds podcast. It's one of my other podcasts. He is literally terrified of his own shadow, which is kind of funny that we bring him to things like Sci-Fi yeah. Horror Fest and uh, other things we do. You so. guys are good friends. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, he was in there watching it because he's scared uh, yeah. about that stuff. Well, he's terrified of clowns. And uh, two weeks from now, we'll be at Scaricon, and Art the Clown will be in full get up. Oh, and nice. we are going to have his picture taken with him. Yeah, that'll be great. So that's going to be fun. He's going to face your fears at some oh, point. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, he just needs to do it a little bit more than the rest of us, I think. So there he is now. Um, so, you know, we were talking a little bit last night. I got a chance to talk to you for, I don't know, a good like 15, 20 minutes. And, um, you know, I know we were talking about the uh, the uh, St. Augustine Lighthouse. And uh, I know you mentioned in your your you know, um, speech that you did yesterday, how it was one of your more favorite uh, places to be. Um, kind of tell us, you know, a little bit more about the things that you saw when you were there. That was interesting. Yeah, St. Augustine Lighthouse is great because the uh, area itself in uh, St. Augustine was, you know, originally settled by the Spanish, like, prior to colonization of America. Um, and so it was really cool because, you know, everyone knows that we had this great shadow figure that leaned over a rail when we were there. We had video of it. Um, Brian and I were on the stairwell up top. We got to see this woman walking around. Um, but a lot of times since I've gone back there, we don't see those things anymore. But we get a lot of EVPs and disembodied voices in Spanish um, around the base of the lighthouse and some weird things out in the forest there. So uh, that was the first place I ever seen a full body apparition since the, the you know, the shadow figure that got me into this as a kid. So it really meant a lot to me because at the time I'd spent years looking for this stuff and not sure if what I saw as a kid was real or not because you start to doubt it the further away you get. So then to see that woman walking around really kind of brought it back home and and brought me a lot of peace. Right, right. Uh, yeah. Any questions for him? Oh yeah, I was gonna say uh, this is is kind of interesting uh, for me. I'm 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 a little more of a skeptic. I'm not like one of those people that's like, oh, it's all bullshit and like you know, uh, you know, everybody's in is a liar because I don't think so. You're a very nice guy, anyways. But uh, I, I, what do you, what do you say to people who are maybe skeptic of it, not seen any of this on their own, and to kind of you know let them know how you know you know it's real at least yeah and, and that's totally fine i think that it's good to have a healthy skepticism about all of this stuff you know and even myself have been 
you know, for 27 years I've been looking into this. And some stories that I get presented or some stuff that I see on some of the shows I look at, I'm like, that's complete nonsense. And I've done it long enough where I know it's usually very subtle stuff. Sometimes you get big things that happen, but not as common as you know, a lot of people think. Um, but I feel like it's something like you just have to experience for yourself. You know, like it's it's like somebody, you know, asking you, like, you know, do you love um, whatever? Do you like uh, avocado toast? If you've never had it, you can't say if you like it or if you don't like it because you've never had it. So it, it's, it's a spiritual thing. It's, you know, a paranormal thing. It doesn't happen all the time. So until it happens to you, you can't really say, you know, that you know one way or another if you truly believe in it. You know, you, can, you may want to believe in it or you may want to not, but... Um, and I always respect anybody's opinion on this thing. The only thing I don't like is when people get hateful about it. You know, it's like even like I'm a Christian and stuff. I don't try to baptize anybody as long as you're like you're living your life in a positive way. I'm like, I think it's good. But like sometimes for people to get like angry atheists, you know, like would you spend all day standing at your, your, your closet door screaming into it that you don't believe in the boogeyman if you truly don't believe? You know, right, right. like just let other people do their thing as long as they're being loving and kind. Like it's totally cool. I, I definitely uh, can relate to that. I, I also am a Christian that doesn't go out there and try to baptize everybody, but I, I do understand that that, that, that conception because you uh, hear the people out there that do that. So it's kind of like a good, it, it was definitely a good example for me. Uh, I do want to pick up on something you did say. Uh, when you hear other people do stuff that you know is absolutely garbage and nonsense, do you feel that that hurts the cause that you're going doing the real research that you are actually doing? Yeah, for sure. I mean, the nice thing about the shows uh, from from you know when they first started was it's um, they made it more comfortable for people that have had experiences to come forward and talk about them and not feel like they're alone in this or they're crazy. Uh, but the other edge of that sword is. There's a lot of nonsense that goes with it, you know. Um, it's television. Some of it's made to be hyped up, um, either by the investigators or by the production companies. And not all shows are like this, and not everybody's like that. Um, and I, I get that it has to be entertaining and stuff, but I think there's ways to make it entertaining where it's thought-provoking or it's it's driven by personality rather than trying to to create something that's not there at that time, you know. And paranormal stuff, because a lot of times it's not there, and you can't interact with it, or they don't want to interact with you. So you got to just, you know, you got to have a storyline that still brings you through. But it's not easy. And um, I always just feel like, for me personally, I don't like to go out and, like, badmouth anybody publicly because it says more about me as a person than I think it ever does them. Um, but I just, you know, people like different shows. They like different things. That's fine. Like, there's plenty of room for everybody in all of this. People that want to be just entertained and people that are looking for a more thoughtful approach to it. Oh, absolutely. I, like I said, I, 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 we're also big proponents of not badmouthing anybody. Well, unless it's AEW wrestling for Derek. But outside of that, we're big proponents of not badmouthing anybody because it doesn't, it doesn't do you any good. But, yeah, I mean, I can see how that works. I mean, uh, like I said, I get uh, sometimes with my faith, I get upset when you hear all these people spewing nonsense yeah. on the Internet and it makes you look bad. And you're like, uh, you know, so I can understand right. completely like something, especially that you dedicate your life to, that you actually research and you're actually doing really cool things. And somebody out there kind of, you know, makes it so somebody might not believe what right. you're doing because what they're doing is, you know, not exactly on the up and up. So I really think the, the reason that this this whole field has not gone as far as it could have gone is because it, it is always this kind of like ebb and flow with it. And people get really interested in it, you know, historically. There's a there's a big boost in it and, and like the spiritualist movement and everything. And then like some people get obviously outed as complete fakers in it. And then a lot of people that were on the fence kind of throw the baby out with the bathwater. Like, oh, this is all nonsense then. And it's like, well, no, it's not. It's just these couple of people were nonsensical. Just like with religion, you have your extremists that, that make the whole thing look bad. It's like, oh, my God, please put down the banner that you're a Christian because you're making us all look crazy. You know, but uh, that's what some people do with all different faiths. 
Jets. And I just personally believe all are one. Everybody needs to just work and operate and love in this life. And uh, and sooner we can get to that, the better it'll be. But there's just so many people that just don't want to play ball, I guess. Uh, well, we don't want to take up too much more of your time. You know, you've been a popular guy here at this show. Everybody Thank wants you. to kind of come and hang out with you. Uh, but did you have any other shows coming up you'd like people to, you know, come see you? Yeah, if anybody wants to check things out, um, I mean, I've got like a bunch of appearances coming up here in New England. I'm going to be over in Kansas. I'm going to be in Oklahoma. All my stuff is at DustinPerry.com. It's really easy to check out. Um, and then if you want to check out my YouTube channel, it's just YouTube.com slash DustinPerry. I made 60 motivational videos on there called, Hey, Got a Minute. They're all two to three minutes long because we live very busy lives. And it's not like the usual, like, rah rah you can do it nonsense it's like weird thoughtful little things about like music lyrics and stuff that i think are inspiring but i dress up like elvis i dress up like the beatles it's a lot of fun so i I think it's worth checking out it's called hey got a minute and it's on youtube that's that's awesome i I gotta say uh you've been a a super awesome guy i've I've seen you interacting with everybody thank you i'm glad that we could have you on and take this minute of your time and uh uh, i'm definitely interested i'm gonna be checking out your stuff later today and i'll definitely check out your youtube channel it's always nice to have some inspiration stuff going through some stuff man but uh yeah so also you you know have you have books available and all sorts of other stuff for people you can get them on your website as well yeah everything's on the website all links up to amazon and everything and i appreciate all my readers awesome awesome all right. Well, Dustin, thank you so much for being on the show. It's been a pleasure having you here, and uh, we look forward to seeing more stuff that you've got coming out here soon. All right. Thanks so much. Thank you, man. All right. Welcome back. So we hope you enjoyed the uh, the interview with uh, Dustin Perry there. Uh, again, he was sitting right next to us uh, this weekend, and we had a blast hanging out with him. Just super, super nice guy. Uh, Dustin, if you do listen to this, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, to do the uh, interview with us. And, you know, same with, with Jill Whitlow and Courtney Gaines. You know, thank you guys for taking time out of your busy schedule. We know, you know, you guys were popular. People came to see you. And uh, it really meant a lot to us that you guys did the interviews with us and spent some time with us. Uh, you're great guys and uh, great people. And, um, you know, we're so happy to have you, have had you on the show. Absolutely. Uh, big, big uh, respect to all of them for coming on, uh, making the time for us, which uh, I was very happy with, and uh, even taking a lot more time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought I was going to give them just short interviews, and all of them were like, come on, keep going. I'm like, all right. You know, so. <laughs> I just find it funny whenever Courtney got bored, he just kind of came over to the table. Yeah, and started yeah he, he started becoming, he was our con friend. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we spent a lot of time with him. I mean, yeah, we did. I, I mean, three hours in Cooperstown. I we mean, were really the only people he knew there, so yeah, he got much. to know us yeah. you know, pretty intimately. So. so It was kind of fun. I was gladly. I do have an autographed uh, ticket stub from uh, Cooperstown. <laughs> yeah, you do. Because uh, Not because I even wanted an autograph. I just was like, I told him, I was like, I just want to remember that moment. He's like, I can't say no to that now. Inside <laughs> it. It's kind of funny. So, I mean, I, we're going to hang up one of the posters from the event. And I'm going to put that ticket stub right here in the studio because yeah. it was a cool time. We had a great time and uh, can't wait for next year. But with that being said, we have just some uh, random, you know, our normal announcements here. Once again, if uh, you could uh, like us on Facebook. Three are wow! I almost said our other podcast. If you would like us on Facebook, Horror Zone Six Hundred Seven, uh, go ahead and like that page, share that page, rate and review the page. Help us out. Help that algorithm out so we can get more and more listeners. Because you know we're we're making that push. We're coming into year two and we want to come in hotter than ever. Uh, so help us with that. Also follow us on Twitter at Horror Zone Six Hundred Seven for all 
of the uh, social medias. Use the hashtag HZ607 to join the conversation. We do want to conversate with you guys. If you want to talk about anything we talk about on the podcast, any of our podcasts, this one or any other one, or if you want to bring something up, you, if you, you, do you want to hear us talk about a movie? Do you want to hear us uh, rant and rave about whatever? You know, give us give us a shout out. We'll be more than happy to do it. Once again, the offer has been out there and nobody has taken it. Our good friend Luke has said <laughs> that if anybody wants to pitch a bad movie for him to watch, any bad movie that's out there that he can watch, he will watch and review it for you. Review it for you. I he mean, will nobody's, do it. Take, nobody's taking up on the offer. Somebody please take this man up on his offer. Because I would like to. Pretty, pretty soon, soon I'm going to pitch it to uh, him. That's what I was going to say. Pretty soon we're going to start disguising ourselves as other people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, guys. Help us help us make him watch bad movies. You might be surprised. He might like the bad movie, though. So yeah. you never know. He does. He likes the, the worse it is, the better he likes it. You know? So, so maybe we, you can watch make him watch uh, Killer Sofa. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah! Oh, I'm, I'm sure that's his. That's his cup of tea, right was there. He, was, did he already watch Deathbed, the bed that kills? Oh, I bought it for him for his birthday years ago. <laughs> you kidding me? How, how about the Ginger Dead Man? We watched the third one together. Oh, I don't know that he's ever seen the first two. I my girlfriend bought me one of those collections that has like fifty horror movies on it, uh-huh. and uh, we had we used to go um, in, in downtown Binghamton. Uh, there's a place called the Bundy Museum, and for a while on Thursday nights they were having a thing called Cult Movie Night, where they would have beer there, they'd have popcorn. Um, our good friends from Muckles Inc. would be there uh, designing like posters and stuff that were based on the movie that was showing, and um, that went away because kids started showing up and taking the free beer and ruined everything. Uh, so we just kind of kept it going. For for a while afterwards and that was my choice for cult movie night so it was a, a ginger dead man 3 saturday night cleaver yeah. we have seen that movie uh, it's, it's a tough one that's you know what the worst one. part is this is the second time today i've talked about that movie yeah. that's that's i need a life yeah you know yeah at least you didn't have to talk about freddy's dead this week now there it is oh, there it is i thought he uh, forgot oh, thought he forgot got it in there got it in there <laughs> i always get in there by the way also visit 8122productions.com Oh, hi <laughs> Well, if you believe that story that Courtney Gaines was talking to tell us about one of us at this table here, I'm just saying. I was too busy eating Chinese food, so I didn't yeah, hear that. So, yeah. so 8122productions.com. Visit the website. Uh, Mike C. has some reviews there. You can visit the Horror Zone section. We're adding more stuff. I'll be adding pictures and stuff from this past weekend up there. You can also get all the information you need for ScareCon. Go ahead and visit our friends of the show. That's where you can find uh, the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour, the ODPH. They're in there. You click on that. It'll take you right to their website, You know, give you all the information you need for them uh, and also the sponsors of the show and everything else uh, so 8122productions.com for all things Horror Zone 607 and 8122productions uh, that's all I got Mike alright thanks a lot buddy alright so uh, just a quick preview coming up uh, this month uh, you know again it's October it's Halloween month it's horror movie month uh, so you know that we like to always have a segment on this show uh, that's called Talking Horror and I kind of thought you know after last week's episode uh, Rich and I kind of were throwing some things off the wall off air and and uh, I said, you know, do you think we should talk about the Halloween? Maybe have an episode where we don't do any news. We don't do anything. We just talk about the Halloween franchise. And he goes, you know, there, there's too many of them. You know, maybe we should split them up. And the other day I had an epiphany. I had an epiphany thanks to you. And um, you know, I, I kind of came up with we're going to have there's three weeks left that we're going to be recording in the month of October. And uh, for our talking horror segments coming up, it's going to be a three piece, like a three um a three-part uh, Halloween retrospective, I guess we can call it. And uh, the first one, uh, I'm going to be putting some movies together from the series, and I'm going to call this segment Forgotten Halloween. You'll see what we're going to talk about when we get to that. The second one, uh, two weeks from now, uh, we're going to do uh, a segment that we're going to call Hated Halloween. 
And then the week of Halloween, the last week, I decided, you know, we're going to talk about the ones in the series that I really, really love. The, the, you know, the few of them that people love. Not just me, but the people out there, all of you listeners love. And we're going to call that one One Good Scare. So three-part uh, series coming up uh, throughout the rest of this month talking about the, the Halloween series in full. And uh, we're, we're really going to dig into those as we get going. So week three, we're talking about Halloween 2018, right? That probably will be on there because I know most people love it. It pains me to say it. As far as I'm concerned, that belongs in hated Halloween. But yeah, I, I, I just, I was just kind of, I was wondering if we were going by your list or everybody. I have list. to keep it honest. I have to be honest I mean, about it. And I know I'm, how much people love that movie. On my list, 2018's in the middle of the road, so it's not right. like on the high end. So it's it's not bad, but it's not you know great. But it's a beloved but it's movie. A beloved in that movie series. for other people. So I know. I, I don't get it. Point five out of uh, ten. It's. You get Freddy's dead in every, Freddy's dead in our show every week. Point five out of ten is what's going to come up every week, as far as I'm concerned. I was going to say Freddy's dead is 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 better than point five. Yeah, that was at least a point six out of ten. Exactly, at least. If not, they had Roseanne and uh, I give and, it uh, a, Tom I Arnold. Give, I give it. it a one just for all the cameos. Oh yeah, Johnny Depp. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Your hatred for that movie is like my hatred for John Wick. Yes, it's legendary. Wow, we are just tying everything in today. Our pain is legendary, buddy. It is. It's wonderful. We've just tied everything in and all the loose ends have come in in the last three minutes of the podcast. I love it. Uh, All right. Well, that is the show for this week. Uh, I just want to thank our guests once again for, uh, you know, the amazing interviews and the time you took out to uh, speak with us this week. So thank you, Courtney. Thank you, Jill. Thank you, Dustin. You guys were fantastic. Hope we run into you guys again in the future and, and definitely talk with you again. You know, we consider you a part of the family at this point, you know, having been a part of the, the con and hanging out with us. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I want to thank you guys, the listeners, uh, you know, week in and week out for tuning in to listen to us and all of our shenanigans here. Uh, we hope you'll tune in again next week. For Ron, for Rich, I'm Mike C saying, see ya. See ya.